Welcome to Shelter in Place, a podcast about finding daily sanity in a world that feels increasingly insane. Coming to you from Oakland, California, I'm Laura Joyce Davis. Is it okay for me to say that I am content right now? I feel guilty saying this because there are so many people who are suffering and dying right now. And I am thankful and grateful that my family is healthy. I have a comfortable home where we can enjoy our time together. And I also have a community that cares about me. And we check in with one another to see if we are doing okay. That was Samantha Lee. Today's episode continues a series looking at this time through the lens of the Enneagram, through nine unique stories from nine remarkable people. It doesn't really matter whether or not you're familiar with the Enneagram. These nine individuals will help you understand it better. The bigger goal I've had in doing this series is to remind us that there isn't just one way of seeing the world, and that there's a lot to be gained in trying to see it from a different point of view. Here's Sam again. I live in Oakland, California. I'm 47 years old and about to celebrate 17 years of marriage in July with my husband, Brian. I have three children, 14-year-old Isaac, Juliet, who's 10, and Jack, who turned seven during Shelter in Place. Sam is on the list of women that I look up to. We're in a mom's group together, and she's a little further down the road in parenting. She's one of the kindest people I know. But also, we're very different. I realized this months ago when we were hanging out at her house, and she said that she couldn't remember her and her husband ever having a big fight. That in general, their marriage didn't have much conflict. I describe both Sam's marriage and my own as great marriages, but I would never say that my marriage didn't have conflict. This idea of a conflict-free marriage completely blew my mind. Prior to that conversation, I'd taken it for granted that what she was describing wasn't possible, which just goes to show you how much our personalities bring to the table when we're talking about pretty much anything. I'll let Sam take it from here. My family and I immigrated here from South Korea when I was 13 years old. I didn't know any English and had to learn starting from the alphabet letters. I had a very difficult time adapting to the new environment. I was a teenager with so much confidence and pride. So it was hard. It was hard for me to accept that I didn't know how to communicate or how to navigate and survive in a new environment. Back then, I would describe myself as Enneagram 3, which is Achiever. I was ambitious, competent, and energetic. I was very competitive as a child. But after I immigrated here and went through a challenging and difficult time, I think I lost that confidence. It's been a while since I took this Enneagram test. And so when Laura asked me, I decided to retake it. And I am an Enneagram 9, a peacemaker. I learned that 9s are accepting and trusting and stable. They're usually creative, optimistic, and supportive but can also be too willing to go along with others to keep the peace. They want everything to go smoothly and be without conflict, but they can also tend to be complacent and simplifying problems and minimizing anything upsetting. And this is me. This description is exactly me. I'm a third grade teacher in Alameda. I've been teaching for 18 years. I'm proud to work at school that is extremely diverse. 
63% of the students are from low-income families and about 34% students are learning English. This diversity of race and religion and socioeconomic backgrounds taught me so much over the years. My school is named after Ruby Bridges. And as you all know, she became a leader of a civil rights movement at just six years old. The coolest thing is that she's been coming to our fifth grade promotion every year to meet with students and families. And my son, Isaac, received his certificate from Ruby Bridges, and he still talks about it. I was able to talk to my kids about her this week and learn more about civil rights movement. And they had some good questions, and it turned out to be a great conversation. Last week of May, I was watching the news, of course, of George Floyd, and I've been upset, angry, and also confused. I was confused because perhaps these contradictory advice on what I should do, you know, to be told to step up and then no step back, read, no, you should listen. They would say protest, no, don't protest, check on your black friends, no, just leave them alone ask for help, or just do the work. And it feels contradictory at times. And I don't want to fall into that Enneagram 9 mode, emotionally indolent and unwilling to exert myself or to focus on problems. I will figure it out and will do it. And that is my hope. Before we began Shelter in Place, I lost my colleague who I worked with for the past 12 years, she was also a third grade teacher who taught right next door to me. She suddenly died in her sleep and it was really hard to process the loss. And it was difficult. I was exhausted mentally and physically and spiritually. I had my regrets of not getting to know her more, you know, reaching out and also offering assistance and support when she was suffering from severe back pain and migraines. I had to juggle creating subplans for her class and checking with the students who suffer from trauma of losing their teacher. It was, it was tough months until the state mandated shelter in place. When I think about the future, I am anxious, especially how the school will start in the fall. I'm not sure if we'll go 100% remote learning or go into a hybrid model. I worry if I can be an effective teacher, there will be more gaps in their learning. I worry if I can make connection with students individually and I can see and meet with them in person. I worry about student safety and health, of course, and I worry about my family's health and safety. It's been such an amazing experience to have so much time with my kids, and yes, it's could be annoying and uh, sometimes I wished I could be alone but it's been just great I don't know when I will have this many time to be with them I'm also able to check in with my friends and family regularly now I didn't really do that before because I was so busy with my own life looking back at my calendar it was full of coffee appointments uh, girls night out birthday celebration and play dates and weekend getaway and hosting dinners. I just come to just simply appreciate time with people in general. 
my life is simplified. I don't have to commute. I don't have to be at place on time. Uh, I don't have to squeeze in those grocery runs in between kids' lessons and activities. I don't have to attend those meetings that are not productive or efficient. Yeah, I hate meetings. Now we make this pour over coffee every morning that I share with my husband. The process in itself forces me to slow down, and it's been great to actually not rush through the morning. Instead of me cooking for everyone, we cook together as a family and sit out in our backyard and have a family reading time. It also forces us to be creative with our time. We often ask ourselves, how are we going to use our time today? I think it goes back to being more intentional. When I dream about what life could be like after COVID, I hope that I'll be able to go out and enjoy time with others to have intentional in relationship with my neighbors and colleagues. I can't wait to get back out there and just enjoy a long, delicious meal with friends. And I'm also looking forward to travel again, which my family loves to do. I read somewhere that to emphasize the pleasant in life is not a bad thing. It is simply a limiting approaching to life. And nine tends to focus on the bright side of life so that their peace of mind will not be shaken. But rather than deny the dark side of life, what nine must understand is that all of perspective presented by the other types are true too. What I really wish that other people understood about me is that I don't always want to be around people. I'm constantly with kids and their parents. I used to gain energy by being with people, but after having three children, I need time to reflect and just pause from doing stuff for others. When I'm feeling down during this time, I deal with that by praying and talking to my husband. I also share my concern and anxiety with my sisters. I have two sisters. They are really close to me and also close friends. I also do stuff that I enjoy, like make delicious meals, try to create new espresso drinks, make gaboba drinks from scratch, going for morning walks, which have been really great. We have this really nice trail by our house and just go up early in the morning to just be alone, have a quiet moment. I also binge watch Korean dramas. One of the best moments I've had during this pandemic was with Sam. She'd offered social distance coffee for anyone who wanted to stop by her house. One weekend, I took her up on the offer. I was headed out for a bike ride with a couple of friends and figured we could bike to Sam's house. Only after I reached out did I realize that it was Mother's Day and that she probably didn't want to serve coffee to anyone on that particular day. But when I tried to take back my offer, she insisted. She said she'd be delighted to see us. So we went. I'd only been to Sam's house at night, so I'd never seen the trickling fountain and blooming flowers in her backyard. It was beautiful. Sam had printed out a menu of more than a dozen options for us to choose from. She had a mask and gloves on, but I could still see her smiling as she brought us maple lattes. It was such a gift to be taken care of like that, to know that she'd put so much thought and care into the interaction. At their best, Nines create that kind of harmony in the world, those peaceful places that we all need sometimes so we can rest and retreat. The challenge that nines face is a subtle one. 
They can be so good at creating harmony and caring for others that they don't make space for themselves. When I asked Sam what she needed during this time, she said she needs someone to watch her kids and cook for her. Even though Sam gets a lot of joy from caring for others, sometimes she needs a break. The daily sanity I'm taking from Sam today is to look for the peacemakers in my life, those quiet architects who are making life a little bit better for all of us. They don't usually voice their opinions loudly, and it's rare that they ask us for anything. I'm also learning a lot from Sam about contentment. She understands something that I often forget, that sometimes the small things we do to care for others and ourselves can make a big difference. That there are times when what we need most is to go for a walk or make a cup of coffee or talk to someone we love. Sometimes we do need to shake things up, but those moments of peace are just as important. They give us a reprieve from the intensity of life. They give us endurance. Those moments aren't big or flashy. They're often very quiet. But when we look back on them, we often see that they're some of the best moments we've had. The moments that made life feel sustainable, that kept us going when we needed it most. If you've enjoyed today's episode, I hope you'll subscribe wherever you listen and share it with a friend. If you listen on iTunes, Stitcher, or another platform that allows you to rate and review, leaving a quick note about what you enjoyed helps others to find us and makes this work possible both now and beyond the pandemic. Shelter in Place is proud to be sponsored by Brick and Mortar, old world style wines with California roots. Their wines can be found at Michelin star restaurants like the French Laundry and Meadowood. You can find their canned wines at Safeway stores in Northern California. Use the code SHELTER when you order from brickandmortarwines.com to get 10% off and support the show. As always, you can find show notes for today's episode, as well as ways to support us at laurajoycedavis.com. The Shelter in Place music was created by Chase Horseman at Reactor Productions. Tamara Kemsley is our associate producer. Nate Davis is our creative director. And Sarah Edgel is our design director. Until tomorrow, this is Shelter in Place. I'm Laura Joyce Davis. Thank you.